Welcome to the 10th Year Seniors Podcast Network. I'm Ricardo in studio with Alexis. If y'all know we had to go through for the last half hour to get this thing to record, this sir, this is a rough way to start off this week. I'm just saying, it's Panther Weekend. I mean, Panther Week, yep. not Weekend. It's going to turn into Panther Weekend, but. It's probably going to turn into Panther Year. I mean, let's go. It's, 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 it's epic, but. Uh, I don't know if you are experiencing the same things I'm experiencing with this movie. Of course, it's not only one of Marvel's biggest movies in the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's one of the biggest movies for comics overall. Mm-hmm. Boy, you know, I've been thinking over the last couple of weeks, like, what is it specifically about this movie, right? So it's like, we have the obvious, which is, you know, this is the first of this era of Marvel movies that has you know, had a a black character as the lead. Um, we know every everything obviously that's going on in the environment in, in this new world of, of Trump that we've now been living in for, you know, a little over a year in terms of him being president and we know everything that's happened. So it's kind of like you know you know what it is, but at the same time, now as you start to see the reviews trickle in for the movie, um, out of some of the premieres and the screenings, you know that no, like the hype isn't just there because okay yeah this is the the first major um film like again and i have to specify in this era because people tend to forget and it's a part of the conversation we'll get to there have been other black superhero movies but none that have kind of captured the imagination and the attention of people in the lead up like this yeah because i mean looking at it over the last three weeks with the reviews starting to like you say trickle in mm-hmm. i think the biggest thing coming out of it is the idea that and 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 the best phrase that sums it up is this movie has been more culture driven mm-hmm. than anything else. Yeah, I mean they have Kendrick Kendrick curated the the the, the soundtrack, right? Soundtrack. So it's like, I mean, and that like builds how on the back of culture. Can you be like it? Only could have been it. Only could have been more if it was Migos, right? <laughs> like that would have really been when you tapping into the culture, so to speak. Right. But yeah, I mean, I think it's it's it it it's just that like. This is it. It's it's a culture movie. There's no other way to put it. I mean, you look at photos from the premiere. You look at just the list of of actors and the names that are on there. People like Lupita Nyong'o. People like uh, Michael B. Jordan. I think Angela Bassett is in the movie. You have um, oh, I always forget the dude who's actually playing Panther. Um, I always forget his name. Chadwick Boseman. Exactly. So it's like you have all of these really excellent black actors that are in this film and i think comic books movies in general but comic books especially has had a history of whitewashing so you look at like everything that came back when um iron fist came out and the fact that it was this white dude right so it's like you we we know as comic book fans and as people who've had interest in comic books and comic book movies going back that this is a moment, yeah. right? This is a, a almost a purely African American cast, and the movie is just this. There's hype all the way around it. There's hype about the fact that you have obviously Ryan Coogler, who was behind um, Creed, who yeah. was behind Fruitvale Fruit Station, Station. Obviously, has a history of working with Michael B. Jordan. Everybody knows that you know Jordan is on the cusp of true greatness in cinema. You can see it, you can sense it, you can smell it, and so. You have as much, you know, you have people saying that this is the best portrayed villain um, since Heath Ledger's Joker. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's a lot of see, talk around it. But see, minus all that talk, this movie has me torn for this reason and this reason only. you're a DC stan. No, beyond my whole DC standom, yeah. my DC. issue with this movie is this. The understanding that anybody that has ever read a Black Panther comic... Uh-huh. Going into this, they would have one understanding of this movie. Mm-hmm. And now the next, and all of the political, the cultural aspects that mm-hmm. we have self-imposed on this movie going into it. Mm-hmm. Not just me as a comic book fanatic, but just general people. Mm-hmm. The things that they would place on this movie is what, is, 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 is what I feel is going to drive it further and further away from the, the comic aspect. Like, when we think about Wakanda, anybody that's, like I said, ever read a Black Panther comic, mm-hmm. they would have one understanding of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. They're going to have some understanding of Ch- T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Killmonger. Mm-hmm. I feel going into this movie that all that is going to get lost because 
the culture aspect that is being driven is going to switch all of that up. Okay, question. Do you think it's it's going to be lost in the actual film? As in, they're not going to fully capture what it is? Or do you think it's going to be lost in the way people talk about the film? Because no, that's two I, different I, things. I, <sighs> See, because I understand where this movie is in time, in history... Is and, and the expectations of it, the things when people, you look at everything, Black Lives Matter, Black Excellence, all of these different movements that have come up in the last few years, from an external standpoint, people discussing the movie, that is going to be the driving force because you have something that was not whitewashed in any way, shape or form, mm-hmm. right? And so what that means for the culture and the fact that these but, aren't but just... just because it wasn't whitewashed doesn't mean we haven't bathed it in, washed it in some narrative that isn't in this comic. No. Which like, is, that's my fear. Which is fine. But like I said, do you think that that's... Do you think that that's going to show up in the actual film? Or do you think just in the discussion around I feel like it's going to show up in the actual film because I've seen Marvel do this with so many other comic books. And you just indicated I'm a DC fan. In but at the same time, I have an appreciation for Marvel. <laughs> Let that be said with the last movie we saw from Marvel, Thor Ragnarok. Uh-huh. I, 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 as soon as I saw the movie, I immediately hit up all our groups and I, I, I was in a rage. But because that has nothing to, okay, but that has nothing to do, the marvelization in terms of the MCU-ization of Marvel's comics for the purpose of the big screen has happened to everything. Right. So that's not, right. So, so you're that, coming at it from a standpoint of, I've you're worried about I've seen them do it with the, other things. Right, you're worried about I can the only movie imagine eyes. what right. they're going to do right. to Black Panther. So you're Panther. worried about the MCUization of, of Black the movie. Of, right. Not so much that the weight of the cultural expectations and and that being the focal point, but just that the full it's not going to be what the See, same I, way Ragnarok wasn't what you would have wanted it to be as somebody. Who, not what I wanted it to be. What, what it should have be. been. Right. So the same way you felt that Ragnarok was not what it should have been or could have been because of the liberties that they took in order to make it more palatable to a broader audience. Right. You think Black Panther is going to suffer from the same I, thing? I, I, I so do, but I don't want I don't want anybody listening to take that away from. My appreciation for what this moment is. I have an answer for, for you on that, though, Go ahead. This is my simple answer to you, right? There's different platforms for different things, right? Mm-hmm. So I think for true comic book fans, there's always going to be the I wish they did it more closely to XYZ, right? right? So in terms of like random aside, spoiler alert if you're watching Walking Dead, right? Carl's going to die. Right? That's happening. On the, on the TV show? Yeah. I need to kill him. We get, Ca- Carl's going to die. Right? Right. So, essentially, more or less, that's the expectation. Carl is still well alive in the comics. Right. And his story arc in the comics is one of the most important ones yeah. because he came up, and I, I don't know if it was you, I was having this conversation with, or I think it was somebody else, maybe. His, his story in the comic book is so important because, and this is kind of a sidebar, but... He grew up, like, he was a kid. He was a teenage kid when the zombie apocalypse started. He grew up, watched all kind of different men and women lead different groups through this, right? So he's seen all manner and styles of leadership. So in the comic books, when it's time for him to take that position that Rick filled for so long, he's seen so many people do it and try. So it's very important. But in the TV show, you're not necessarily going to get that. More than likely, Rick is going to be the leader until the yeah. show comes off air one way or another. Tell its conclusion. Right. And so it's like, we're never going to see that. Whether that's because Carl dies, whether that's because they just put him into something else. So my thing is, comic book fans want to see that. People who've read the comics through and through, but you're not, you're probably not going to see that. And it's just like, okay, so they're telling the story in a different way. Like, look at all the different variations on... Every comic that you've ever read, you have, for example, DC, you have the Golden Age, you have the Silver Age, you have, you know, the, the New 52, you have all of these different things. Same thing with Marvel, and, and, and there's all these different universes and different takes on the story. And so when you look at that, this is just another angle, is another slight variation, and it might be more than slight, but essentially Black Panther and, and all of Marvel's movies, essentially, it's just essentially a different universe. Yeah, but and I, I mean, I think to me I, that's the fairest way to look at it. And no, you, I mean you're absolutely correct. So it's just so just look at it like that. Like, don't be disappointed because my thing is I understand okay. the disappointment. But okay. What I'm saying is don't let the disappointment of this is not exactly as it should be ruin what is probably going to be an epic movie, regardless. No. Now, like I said, I understand that 
a lot of this now is just like Marvel is riding the wave of success, right? And there is a level of freedom that I think a lot of people, especially true comic book fans, have about the liberties. Like, there's all these liberties that they're taking with all these different things. But would you rather them stick word for word or page for page or frame for frame Mm -hmm. to the comic books and maybe the franchise not be as successful, uh, and you don't it, see all of these things to, come onto the to screen. Keep it real. Or would you rather them have taken the liberties and you have all of these different stories being told on a big screen in a way they've never been told before? To keep it real, it's gonna come across as selfish, <laughs> but you selfish. But I, uh, I you selfish, fam. I I kind of wanted to keep it the way it is. I mean, I hate to put it I like mean, this. I get that for people that grew up reading these books, understanding these characters, for the expectations you have to see them on live action, to see it on a big screen, and to see the liberties Marvel has taken in the past. The thing that pisses me off the most is, for example, today, I'm sitting at my desk to work. Just, you know, listening to the conversations going around. One of my coworkers is telling another coworker about the movie. Mm-hmm. And she's explaining to him all of the aspects of, you know, Black Panther, what it means to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. I'm like, see, the people like them, it's going to get lost in the fact because they would never understand what Black Panther truly represents. This is going to be the only incarnation they see of this character. Mm-hmm. And all of his law, all of his history, all mm-hmm. the meaning he has is going to get lost to people that's just walking into this for the first time. Go ahead. Can I just say, Carter, how, how, how long have you been watching comic book movies? All my life. How, how many liberties have you seen taken with every... Far inter- too many. I'm still having an issue with, with Zack Snyder did with Superman. But what I'm saying is you... This, these, this is the world we live in. These are the facts. Like, you trying to argue this as though, People, like, it's ever going to change, Cardo. You're, you're not going to get... You're not going to get, like, a serious... You're not going to get somebody who's going to go frame for frame and reproduce a comic book 100% to to whatever the, the source material is. Even in instances like I feel like the New York tried. dudes when it comes to hip-hop. I know what it's supposed to be, and I know what y'all trying to deliver. I can never accept it. Let that me ain't just the same thing, though, Cardo. It, 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 that ain't the same thing, though. It, like, it, I could understand a New York dude saying that on music when I look at niggas like Migos and Lil Pump and every other Lil friggin' thing out there that's rapping, right? Like, I, you know, my wife had to tell me Lil Pump was white. <laughs> Let me just, like, wait. Anyway, nonetheless, what they're saying is, like, I understand from that, from that standpoint, but it's like, you always have, and it's the same thing with comics. You always have a way to tap into what the you could go and pick up a, a a Black Panther comic, or you know have a subscription and 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 see it in its truest form because you're a comic book fan. Mm. I understand wanting everybody to be able to experience the true rawness of what the character was and is from its origin point in terms of from the original source material. Right. I get that because you want people to have that full appreciation. But guess what? A lot of people out there have zero. We have people who coming up who could think like it was always cool for a, a song like "I'm the One," right? So you got White Boy Justin Bieber, you got was it Quavo? Was Quavo's on yeah, track, Quavo. right? Quavo, Chance, Lil Wayne. That's a very random mix of dudes. In mid 1990s hip hop, when you looking at the the rise of niggas like DMX and Jay Z, that never happened. Fair. I mean, Eminem still ain't trying to collab with nobody that he sees as a little soft, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like when you look at it like that, you know, you I get what you want. You want people to look at that, but it's like a lot of things have changed. And so I go back to my appreciation is like I I like I appreciate the mainstreaming of the comic book stuff from the standpoint of it used to be like and I'm talking about like right before Iron Man and all those came out, if you wanted to see anything in terms of any type of um, live action or like or animated, it's like it wasn't on the big screen. You had Smallville, which had its definitively its ups and downs. Go back before that, you had Lewis and Clark when um, Dean Cain was 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 um, Clark slash Superman TNT show right like and you, you that's what you're going back to right so it's like for a time there if you wanted especially with the Marvel stuff if you wanted to see anything outside of Spider-Man or X-Men it was just animated movies so they had they had some Avengers animated stuff they had some of those sorts of things and it's like but that's still in the full that that's not the full you're not seeing it on a big screen you're not seeing it live action mm. so 
for me, I'm willing to sacrifice some of the okay. We're sticking to this as 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 closely to the source as possible. I'm willing to sacrifice some of that just for the fact that we have it on the big screen. Just for the fact that you know when we talked about this, when we talked about, I think we we briefly mentioned Black Panther on a wrestling pod late last year and we was joking how a lot of people just thought it was like the civil the civil rights no movie, some people right? still think that and some people still think that some right people still think so that. but those are the people i have beef with but i mean you got people who are ignorant to stuff that's out there though that's fair like you got some people who they don't know wrestling outside of stone cold you got mm-hmm. some people who don't know wrestling out of hulk hogan right so it, it is what the mainstream all right. is all right all right so for the, for the state for the sake of this conversation Let's just delve in and make some of the separations that need to be made sure. for people that's going into this. Let's 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 try to get them to understand what they will expect based on the things that we know so far about this movie. We know it's being produced by Ryan Coogler, mm-hmm. one of the best at what he does, mm-hmm. hands down. And to give him a story such as this to tell, and, and the best way to say it, the narrative of a true black person, mm-hmm. he's pretty good at that. Yes. So to give him the possibility to do that, I think he's going to do an excellent job. Mm-hmm. Now, to tell the narrative of what Black Panther represents, a young prince that is being forced into uh, kingship mm-hmm. because of the death of his father, of- based on the comic book law, Black Panther, he's never one to say, I want to be king. Right. He's, in, in any incarnation of the comic, he's no. one that's thrust into the spotlight to mm-hmm. say, okay, it's your tribe now, lead it. Mm-hmm. And in the quest of doing that, he comes across like a huge pantheon of what it means to be from Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's split down in tribes. You have the panther tribe. You have the, in this case, again, name it the Jaguar tribe. I, I, I think so. Mm-hmm. And you have the gorilla, the gorilla tribe that Manape is from. I think they're not going to do the Manape terminology in the movie. But you have all of these aspects of Black Panther. And I think what is so key for a lot of people that understand comics and related to the aspect of slavery, the beauty of Wakanda is that it shows you what Africa could have been mm-hmm. if left to its own devices. Mm-hmm. That was the narrative that the persons that started this comic book went for. Mm-hmm. That this is the respect that we have for the the, the lineage of African Americans. Right. And I think that Ryan Coogler is going to do a beautiful job. Just touched on that a little bit. Right. So, I mean, I think, I think this is the perfect, this is probably the most perfect marriage of director and film that I've seen in a very long time. Um, based on his work with Creed, based on his work with Fruitvale Station, I think that you couldn't have found a better fit for this particular movie for the type of story that they're looking to tell, right? I think the one thing that, you know, I, I guess you have to keep in mind too is it's the, the, the challenge that he's going to have in the presentation of the film is that it, it's operating as somewhat of an origin story, so to speak, because we saw Black Panther in Civil War, but we didn't really get too much into the background of that. So obviously, a big part of this film is going to be doing justice to telling that origin. And so far, to give Marvel credit, they told that aspect of the story right. The way uh, Black Panther is presented in the comics, he's a, he's a mega figure when it comes to the overall Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. And what Marvel did such a good job in this case of... They introduce him from the standpoint of the the Marvel Universe crossed on him. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to be a part of right. it. He stayed out of the spotlight. He kept Wakanda a secret mm-hmm. all this time. Him, his father, his grandfather, all of right. them kept Marvel. I mean, Wakanda or the spotlight. Mm-hmm. The universe came to him. Right. And I think Marvel did a really good job presenting that aspect of Black Panther. Right. So then the flip side of it, obviously, is the overarching story that they're telling leading to the next Avengers film. Right. And the part that Black Panther plays in that. So even the role he played in Civil War and now the role that Wakanda plays as a central part of the overarching story. So there's a marriage of two things that needs to be happening and they have to essentially serve two masters because they want to fill in as much of the blanks as to the origin of and the background to what Wakanda is, to what that nation is, to what the Black Panthers are. And then they also have to tell the, the larger overarching story, which is, okay, why is Wakanda so important in the larger concept of the films that's happening, which is obviously it seems like there's an Infinity Stone hidden in Wakanda. Oh, I feel like, again, well, to clarify the book in the movies, I uh-huh. feel like they're, because of their overall theme in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, the Infinity Gauntlet and the Infinity right. Stones, they're forcing one of the gems into Wakanda. Right. But 
based on the comic book aspect, Wakanda was important because it was the only source for uh, vibranium. vibranium. Right. And for all those that don't know, vibranium is the thing that Captain America's shield was made yep. of. Uh, a lot of Iron Man, his weaponry in the comics came from that aspect mm-hmm. once he discovered it. Mm-hmm. Basically, in the comics, everybody wanted to get into Wakanda because yeah. it had the most, the, right. the, the, the but, most essential I mean, metal. If you think about it, it's very... Um, it, it translates very well to the idea of people wanting to get into Africa for a lot of different reasons, right? Yeah. In terms of resources, in terms of that sort of thing. So, which goes back to the original point in terms of that you were making about the importance of the Black Panther comic in terms of the overall story. And I understand, like, there, there is going to be a lot of mixed emotions by true comic book fans about the use, the pigeonholing of... Okay, there has to be in order for this to tie into the overall story, then it has to be there has to be that there's an infinity stone somehow in Wakanda and yeah. that has to drive where it fits in, in 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 relation to the overall story that they're telling. And so that obviously could be a good thing or a bad thing, right? So for some people, there may be the desire, like, why couldn't this just be a film that existed outside of everything else that's going on? But then does it have the same importance to the overall universe? So does it get the same type of treatment in terms of the casting, in terms of the direction, in terms of the writing, in terms of the money and the marketing and the promotion behind it if it's more of a standalone film than, you know, a part of the overarching story? Mm-hmm. And, like, you look at, for example, with Wonder Woman. As good as Wonder Woman was as a standalone movie, there's a lot of discrepancies that came up between like how that movie made sense in terms of where it fit into continuity. the larger right the continu- continuity issue and so I think from Marvel's viewpoint it was more important to fit that into the continuity of the overall Avengers story that's being told than to say okay let's just make a standalone because I don't think they're at the point for that yet you know even like every and every movie that's come out there's been some connection to the overall story right, right. and. E- Ant-Man, Ant-Man and Wasp, everything's going to have some, no matter how tangential it is, there's going to be some connection to the overall story that's being told. And that that's for good and for bad, because you end up forcing a lot of narratives to fit into a particular, um, this particular overarching story. But I think at the end of the day, like I said, for me, as a fan, I appreciate that they've given this movie to an excellent director right. who knows how to tell, especially the, the most important aspects of this story very well. We've seen him do this before. And so from that standpoint, you know, we know that it's in good hands. Mm-hmm. And as much as there may be departures, as much as there may be liberties that's taken at the end of the day, we get to sit back, you know, on Thursday, Friday, whenever people go to go watch it and see probably the best collection of black actors, black director in a film that's ever been assembled. And it's like, there's, you just, you can't fight that, you know? It's like, and, and you will come away probably with some of the same disappointments that you had about Ragnarok and maybe some of the other Marvel films. But at the end of the day, you still go mark this moment because Black Panther is going to resonate culturally for a long time. All right. And I mean... I'm 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 gonna give it credit to the to the point of where we're at now. Mm-hmm. Based on all of the pre-release things that I've seen, they they do give credit to to aspects of the Black Panther lore that I think needed it's 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 fair due. Mm-hmm. The first thing is the, the the power women hold. Oh yeah, yep. in, in 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 the country of the Wakanda. Fact that their army is. Win? Exactly. Win? So I, I have to give again the director and mm-hmm. the entire operation of at Marvel credit for that. They allowed that aspect of the Wakanda law to be told, mm-hmm. and it seems that it's it, it's it's going to be told perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have the smartest person in the entire Marvel cinematic universe, in the comic book universe, in any Marvel incarnation. You have the most intelligent person in the world is Black Panther's teenage sister, mm-hmm. Shuri. And in this version, she seems to be exactly that. She, they're ready in all the pre-production work. They're signaling that she's right next to Tony Stark, if not above him already. Mm-hmm. So I'm, 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 I'm really applauding that. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing that is super impressive is they're not going to move away from the. Um, okay, they're not going to move away from the troubles that face Black Panther. Right, like a lot of people in. In the movie universe, such so far, 
There are some issues of Tony Stark that they avoided. Some mm-hmm. issues with Captain America that they avoided. Mm-hmm. Some issues with Ant Man. In fact, if people that understand comics watch these movies, you expect Iron Man to have a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. That's something that's plagued him his entire life ever mm-hmm. since he lost his parents. The situations with Captain America. He he had an issue with the way the war was presented, even mm-hmm. though his whole narrative was based on the World Wars one and two, mm-hmm. and then with Ant Man. But they've touched on some of that. That's stuff. what I'm saying, right? But I think they're going head first into this aspect of Black Panther. I am not wanting to be here, but I have to be here. So can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Why are you bitching? <laughs> you want me to keep it hundred? No, I mean, because you literally just pointed out three very important and critical things in the overall story that they seem to be sticking to. My, so why my, you my, gr- my, my grievance is more so with the people that's going to go into this movie on Friday, sit back and be like, You oh, will always yeah. have that, though. Yeah, but I, this character is super... If we, would, if we were doing this part back when uh, the Nolan Batman trilogy came out, mm-hmm. I would have had the same exact attitude. About because the Batman, the Nolan Batman, trilogy. the way it was accepted by certain people, mm-hmm. because the way Nolan presented the Batman trilogy, perfect. Mm-hmm. It is at the crux of it exactly what the essence of Batman is, mm-hmm. and I feel like persons are going to get the essence of what Black Panther is and mm-hmm. say, you know what, it wasn't black enough for me. You, you get where I'm coming from? Mm-hmm. Then other people are going to be, it wasn't political enough for me. So all of the 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 inference that we make now in oh. our real world situations right. so i feel like we're gonna want to force that on this movie and that's not what it is right black so panther is not about the legacy of the black panther movement in the united states in no way, shape, it's, or form. that's what i'm saying it's not that it's not about the political black lives movements it's not that nope don't force any of that any of those notions that no. you have on the black only- people should be above all right. onto this movie that's not what this story is going to tell Oh, so you're saying to tell about how... Um, so this ain't really related to like the Ankh movement either then. Exactly. I don't want you to go in there <laughs> thinking you're going to walk out there and be like, yes. Ex- exactly. <laughs> For those exactly. Of you can't see, I just did the fist and Carter's like the same thing. I don't want you to go in there and feel that. Like, yes, it's going to be a movement, but, but it's why? not going to be that okay, movement. So the one thing that it does connect to, though, is this idea and this concept of black excellence. Yeah. That's that's the one. It doesn't necessarily have any connection to the Black Panther movement, the Black, the Black Lives Matter movement. It doesn't have connection to any of that. But what it does represent is a an understanding and a level of respect for what black excellence means. So the fact that they, they haven't whitewashed it, they haven't, you know, changed, oh, well, instead of the, the, the guard being females, now they're males, or maybe it has one female leader and is arrested. Like, they, they're, they're still telling the important parts of the story in in direct relation to how it was in the comics but that idea and this concept of strong excellent actors directors um on both sides of the fence when you look at the the male cast and the female um cast this movie is black excellence right? right and so that part of it you can't it's, really it's, you can't really stay away from because that is it's that is black excellence in a sense that stand up and be proud yes everything that wakanda has to offer we're gonna give that to you yes so be proud of that this mm-hmm. is what we we could be this right. is this is the epitome of what blackness is mm-hmm. and i applaud marvel for giving us that right yeah but for those is... out there i don't want those people who were all a luke cage and the only thing we got from luke cage Black man bulletproof. Luke Cage was so much more, more than, than that. that. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? I, I, it's the same thing I'm experiencing <laughs> with Black Lightning right now. He is so much more than some retired, well not retired, some high school principal that's just sitting there trying to raise his two kids. What Black Lightning represented was so much more than that. Mm-hmm. He was the first black superhero that was able to sit. And for anybody that, again, recognizes the power of comics, he was the first superhero to be able to sit next to Batman and Batman not say, oh my God, you're black. Mm-hmm. Batman was like, no, I need you to do something. This is super important. We need to save the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I need people to respect and understand what that represents in of itself. Mm-hmm. So those are the kind of things that I am apprehensive about. And when I raise concern, or like you say, when I'm bitching, that's what I'm bitching about. Because no, I, I don't want people to force those notions on this movie because and Black Panther is super important. But at the end of the day, people are going to do what they do, right? Fuck. And I think, I mean... We have to accept that there's always... Okay, so, like, we, we have this conversation about Black Panther, right? But let's transpose this conversation onto anything else. Say Harry Potter, for example, right? Yeah. Hunger Games. Any other property that was, you know, primarily white, 
but this idea of trans taking something and making it into film, right? You have a lot of little white... <laughs> Sorry, I mean to say it like that. You got a lot of little white people around the world who mad about, you know, oh, well, they changed this from the book to the movie in, in, in Harry Potter. Same thing with, with Hunger Games. Same thing with... Um, what was the other... Um, Allegiant? Same thing with the Allegiant movies. Like, okay, so for me, personally... I thought that the, the the check that they casted for the the main role, the lead role in Allegiant, was far too much of a Jennifer Lawrence, and it's like Jennifer Lawrence to me, in, like looked like what I expected Katniss to look like in Hunger Games. I did not expect, um, I did not expect that Allegiant character to look the same way because they described it as being small, scrawny, nothing to look at. And it's like, no, y'all bring me somebody who looked like a Jennifer Lawrence carbon copy. So it's like you always have that, right? Whenever you have anything that has a well-followed and highly um, critical acclaim for the source material, you always have people bitching when it comes to the actual presentation in the movie because there's always going to be differences. Yeah. Fair. So to me, this is not a conversation that hasn't happened about a litany of films that have been taken Fair. from different source material Fair. over the years, right? So it's like I understand it, and I understand why it's so important to you, especially considering what it is specifically and what Black Panther represents from even just a standpoint of the history of comics in general, right? So I get that, but at the same time, I go back to the question, would you truly just rather than not be a Black Panther film just because of all the liberties that they've taken? When I reflect on everything I've been over, been through over the last <laughs> year and a half to two years with the DC Cinematic Universe, in some instances, I wish that I wish that some people would leave certain aspect of these comic books that I love so much alone. Mm-hmm. And when Nal, people like Nal and Kyrie, when they listen back to this podcast, they could be like, "Cotter and he sissy self." But I'm, I'm dead serious <laughs> with this point. In certain aspects of comics, I wish people would leave alone if they if they're not going to deliver what it truly means. Right. Because when you when you when you ruin certain aspects of these characters, that means it's it for them. But okay, for see what what's confusing to me is in this conversation is like I'm I remember, torn. I remember when we discussed Ragnarok. There were specific things that you said that you felt that they were doing wrong. It. At this point, you've not said anything that seems like they're doing wrong with what the story oh, oh, is. Oh, oh, let me make that told. clear. Let me make oh, that let clear. Let me finish. So, and then you could you could clarify. Yeah. So, with Ragnarok, like you mentioned, like Hela seemed like she was a yeah. combination of three different characters, right? Fifteen. There were specific, 15. but understand there were specific things about what you saw uh-huh. and that looks like was going to happen in the movie that you were against. Thus far, what you've talked about is. The external cultural weight of the expectations is being placed on the movie and the fact that the movie has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. It has nothing to do with the Ankh movement. It has nothing to do with any of that. So what are the comic, the essence of the comic things that you feel as though they're going to screw up as they tell the story and as this movie, as you watch the movie? You kind of explained my point. My point is this. I feel like those external factors are what's going to put the pressure on the movie to say, you know what, instead of me bending the comic way. I'm going to bend this cultural way mm. because this, even with the soundtrack with but Kendrick you, Lamar. But have you seen anything? No, yet? but this is what I'm trying to say. Even with the soundtrack with Ken, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar, one of my favorite artists. In fact, right now, rap is doing it. As much as I love Jay-Z, the last two albums that Kendrick put out is, is albums that I listen to on a week-to-week basis. Mm-hmm. I keep them on repeat. But the themes of what Kendrick Lamar has been hammering on the last couple of years gun violence uh black black well not so much black lives matter but it's connected exactly. to the same cultural expectations and when you when you enforce importance. that on what on what black panther is they're two different things you get where i'm coming from there's one thing to say you know what but let's stand up for black excellence and there's another things to say you know what i mean this is everything like no that that's where i mean i guess that's fair that's where i have the issue it's not so much like when this movie comes out on Thursday, when some of you go and see the early screening, mm-hmm. when some of you go to see it on Friday, where all your quote unquote Wakanda garb, you know, put on all your robes, <laughs> all your jewelry, <laughs> all of that, do all of that. Everybody going in their dashiki. But I need you to understand at the end of the day, that ain't what Black Panther about. No. So that, that's all but I'm I, trying to I, say. I think, like I said, my, my answer to you is that there'll always be people when, when something is presented in mainstream 
that misunderstand what it is and what it's supposed to be. That's that's just true for the history of anything that's ever been put out in terms of any type of artistry or anything like that. You're always going to have, like, for example, you always have people who, after Volume 2, after Jay-Z's Volume 2 album, everything else is just, like, dead to them, trash to them, because he went pop after that, right? So it's like, you always have people who I look to, those first two, three albums as like, that's what Jay-Z really was. But it's like, oh no, just like anything else, Jay-Z is a man who's evolved, right? And so, reasonable doubt, Jay-Z... I think you're speaking uh, directly to Tage and John. Reasonable doubt, Jay-Z, is very different, obviously, from 444 Jay-Z, right? But that's just the nature of the thing. I think with, with Black Panther, obviously, it's a little bit different. I think there is some element of when the comic book came out initially... There was a it, obviously the culture was different, the environment, the atmosphere in the world was different, but nonetheless, it was an important moment in comic book history, right? Because, like you said, he was presented as being equal and in a lot of cases superior to a lot of his white superhero counterparts. Man and was so, superior, bro. Hmm? Man was superior. Who he, he was superior oh, yeah, to yeah, most of right. Them. So. No, but that's what I'm saying, though. So, like, from that standpoint, the and that's why I say the black excellence thing is fine because it's essentially tying back into what it, what that comic book meant in in its time when it first started. So, from that standpoint, it does have a correlation, right? Now, everything else is... I agree. I think there are, there's going to be, as with everything, right, there's always going to be a backlash. So, there's going to be a certain level of buyer's remorse, so to speak, from people who are going in expecting it to be... This, especially if they don't skew to the political, cultural side, if they do skew more comic book, there are going to be a lot of people coming out of that movie with like buyers and watches. This is not what they expected. This is not what they came for, right? Because at the end of the day, um, spoiler alert, it's a comic book movie, right? I need people to remember that going in. Everybody who is coming in with these expectations, yet it's a black movie, but it's a comic book movie that fits into an overall story that's being told by a much in a much larger space. We ain't going to there trying to unseat Trump. Right. We ain't going there trying to like trying to like go and, and, and get, go back uh, and bring Trayvon Martin back from the dead. Like that's that. not what this is for. Now, talk about black excellence all you want. It's an absolute perfect um, representation of black excellence, but everything else, I agree. There's going to be a lot of weight that's going to that's going to end up being backlash from it. But I think at the end of the day, the movie is going to be successful. It's going to be critically acclaimed. It's, it's already it's already that it's just, right. Like I see people actually arguing about how come the Rotten Tomato score is so high, right? And it's like that that's at uh, hundred. I think it's still sitting at hundred. Yeah, it's, it, it's yeah, that's going to be. It's gonna be interesting where it's, where it lands on IMDb's top. I don't list think it's ever going to go below ninety five. I'm calling it now. Probably not. Uh, probably not. I mean, you probably have people who could try and like go on there and facetiously get it down. I mean, I you have to. I, that's just the DC stand in me talking. But I mean, nothing is perfect, right? Uh, but I mean, I, I think. I, I, like I keep saying, it's just weird to me when I hear people walking out of the review saying, Killmonger is the greatest villain we have seen thus. Well, no. Heath Ledger, I don't know if anybody's going to unseat Heath Ledger's Joker like as said, the best comic book nothing, It's nothing you could write about Killmonger, and I love the character to no. death. What he but stands people, for people is do, perfect. People do love Michael B. Jordan, though. No, that's what I'm saying, but there's nothing that you could write about Killmonger unless you deviate completely from the comics that, that would make, make him, him the best right. villain ever. Right. Loki is hands down ten times better than him. But I mean, at the end of the day, right, and you just have, you, you look at, at just the, the character's motivations, Joker had none. Joker has no motivation. He just literally wants to watch the world burn and just enjoy it. He's insane. That's fun, though. You're never going to top that. Because once you have a legitimate motivation, you're not you're not really a villain. Because anybody could look, say, you could look at it and be like, you know what? I can see why. And especially his story, right? Especially for a lot of black young people that have grown up within the last 20 to 30 years. There's a lot of people who are going to be able to relate to that and be like, Mother said, That's me. Black Panther is the freaking problem. Like, Killmonger is the freaking hero. Y'all niggas got this twisted, right? So you're going to have that. You are going to have that. Because once you have motivation, and his motivation could be seen as legit. It's not his fault what happened to him. And I'm not going to spoil the action. But it's not his fault what happened to him. And at the end of the day, his story is very much like a lot of young black people in this world today. Yeah, I know some people exactly that right here in this stuff. Exactly. So, so there are going to be people who come out and be like, 
but but Killmonger is actually the hero though. Like like Black Panther is the problem here. Like like T'Challa is the problem. Fair. So I think from that standpoint, you know, that we can squash that now. Killmonger is never going to be the best villain ever portrayed on screen. Nobody mm. at this point, I see nobody touching Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger's Joker. That's just. That's not a black-white thing. That's just that's fact. just facts. It's facts. Because the Joker character in general is probably the best villain in comic book history. I think the only person that's probably a close second in my mind is probably Lex Luthor. Yeah. Just because of the level of manipulation and everything involved, right? But I think at the end of the day, you're not topping that. And, and his performance of that character to the essence of what the relationship between Joker and Batman, you're never going to top that. So let's, we can stop that now. Yeah. Like, we can stop that campaign for, for Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger as the best villain on screen. We can stop that now. That's not happening. Yeah, so for anybody that tuned into this podcast trying to find the cultural components of Black Panther, Sorry. it's not here. We are comic on this side. Sorry. Now, Mother Do is probably bringing something culturally related. Yeah. So but wait I, for that. But what I did want to point out, though, is, and I think I mentioned to you, <laughs> I mentioned this to y'all over the weekend or at Towards the end of last week. Uh-huh. So... My wife works at the hospital. She was working late. I was home trying to catch up on Black Lightning because I was like two episodes behind. And I was in the middle of an episode when she was called to say, like, she ready. So I went, picked up, came home, and I decided to just watch the, the rest play. of... Right, just press play, basically, right? And so watching it, watching it, she's like... Well, the first thing was, she was like, hold on, this this the surfer dude? This is like, this like rocket pound? I'm like, hold on, wait, what? You mean static shot? And she was like, yeah, 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 rocket pound. I'm like, first of all... Why <laughs> in your mind is there a correlation between start? She she later explained that in her in her recollection they used to come on back to back, but I'm like Static Shock used to come on WP and Rocket jealous. Power used to come on Nickelodeon. Like there's all kind of problems there. But then later on she was like, so they they feel like they could bring this out now because Black Panther is coming out. And but it's it's true though. Think about it. They. DC has had that, like, they, that character exists. This is right. not some new character. It's always been there. But the t- I think the timing of launching it even on the back half of this season in terms of 2017 fall into 2018 spring was perfect timing because you get, you get three or four episodes in as all of the hype for Black Panther is going on and you have an opportunity to kind of ro- ride that wave of all of the popularity from Black Panther and all of the eyeballs around and be like, hey, guess what? There's this TV show over here that's also about a black superhero that like when Black Panther goes out of theaters, you can continue to watch. watch yeah. And so I think from that standpoint, it's perfect. Like you write, like obviously right it was coming along before that, but I think the specific timing of when they launched it in, 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 in relation to when Black Panther was coming out was very strategic. No, and I think it's a smart move by them. No, I, I have to give DC absolute credit on that point because yes, I feel like they said, no, Marvel about to get all this critical acclaim for Black Panther. We got some black superheroes now. Let's just slide one or two out there. And this is what they came up with. And so far, Black Lightning, it hasn't been a bad show. It's it's been pretty good. It's being, again, it's being accepted by the critics. So, Mm -hmm. again, more power to DC. But I feel like what what I want the most out of this, I'm not saying I want everybody to go back, buy a bunch of comics and read it. That's not what I'm saying. My point is this. No, I mean, you can do that if you want, though. Uh, no, by all means, support the artists. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. But what I want people to get from this is there are good stories. Like, instead of you, you know, as kids come up, I remember when I came up, there was everywhere you go, Superman, Spider-Man, Batman, mm-hmm. Wolverine, things mm-hmm. like that. I need people to understand that there's a lot more. And if you go and you explore some of these, these comic creations and some of these stories out there related to, quote-unquote, Black culture mm-hmm. related to black excellence. Mm-hmm. There's some things out there that could inspire not just your kids but generations right. to come. So, and I think I think the interesting thing about that, and and this is why at the end of the day, it's always going to be better for comic books that this movie came out. Let me tell you why. Whenever you have any one of these comic book characters that's hitting the silver screen for the first time. You always get you get new comic books out. You get new variations. You get a lot of eyeballs drawn back to the source material. So you're gonna have a lot of people who are going to be like, "Well, hold on." So like, I watch movies. I know that a lot of time there's differences between what's in the film and what's in the in the source. So it is going to drive some people to actually dive into the source material. And you can't like that's a good thing. That's good for comics in general, right? Because that drives 
it forward. That, mm. that drives the movement forward and it keeps comic books as a thing going. So from that standpoint, it's always better to have this on screen. Because I know like people were people were giving out the list of what the definitive Black Panther comics comic books were to read in advance of this movie and one of one one of them that they referenced was one that came out last year and a part of that is just because it's now in the culture in the mainstream culture and so as much as it is okay there's some level of we could try and milk this cash cow for as much as we could milk it for but as a comic book fan if you're getting new um new material and you're getting good new material out of this then at the end of the day for lack of a better way of putting it everybody's winning right fair and so, I mean, from that standpoint, you know, it's it's always good. Now, the one thing, I'm not sure how long we, we've been running, but the one thing I did want to mention, Tage posted on Facebook today this tweet that somebody put out and was like, oh, name one uh, black superhero that doesn't have the, the word black in their name, right? Now, the, the original point was the, somebody answered and said Serena Williams, which was an excellent answer, by the way, right? But the thing about it for me is like, but you have... Guardian, you have Steel, you have Cyborg, you have Static Shock, you have, um, like like Andrew mentioned on the post, Vixen. You have all of these litany of characters, Vixen right? Vixen Bada Studio. No, but that's what I'm saying. So, like, I think the other thing that people need to recognize is there's a laundry list of black superheroes in comics that are out there for people to go and read up on. So let's not, let's not, also not get it confused like that Black Panther is the first or the only. only yeah. It's neither. So at the end of the day, I think what my thing is, there, there's a lot out there now. And it's, just, it's the same. Same as what people is, is, is don't understand, right? It's the same as with any comic book or superhero that's white, right? You have some good stuff and you have a lot of crappy stuff. And it's the same way because you got some of those black superheroes and the stories behind is like, okay, wow, like what y'all think is doing over there. Shout out X-Men because they have a laundry list of black superheroes that do absolutely nothing. But at least we got Storm. We need to talk with Storm on the scene. I don't know how long we've been running, but we need to talk with Storm. Because for those that don't know, for those that don't know... Storm is... Black Panther's wife. Exactly. And we need that to happen somewhere along the lines. They didn't last that long because, of course, he's a mutant and everything Marvel-related, we got to kill mutants. But we just need that to be mentioned in some which way. They not, have the, not anymore. They have the rights now, don't they? They have the rights. That's what so. I'm saying. So you can, you can mention it some which way. Yeah. Bring it along. Get it in there. Let, let it be known exactly what she represented there. Oh, I'd love to see who would play Storm in this universe. Because, I mean, they they already, like, they got Bashone, they got Lupita, like, they got all, they got the bases covered, like, who? I mean, there's just, like, five other black actresses left that you could pull into this universe. That's age-appropriate. Yeah. Sana Lathan. I don't know if she's age-appropriate, though. I mean, he, she, she older. I mean, maybe she's she, she lo- she, I mean, she's black, she right? She is so you, older by the you, number, but right. she looks Yeah, I mean, but that's, that's just what you always look up age-appropriate and tell, like, you're really... And she's still the best actor that could, you know, get it going. Who else? Boy, I know... Oh, you know who would be good? Yeah, actually, you know who would be perfect for this? Carrie Washington, post-scandal. I was thinking it. I was thinking it, but... She would be... Because she has... Storm is a very fiery character, right? Yeah. And I, I think that Carrie... Uh, sorry, we doing casting now for Storm. <laughs> but I think Carrie Washington would be a perfect Storm. <sighs> Pun intended. I want to see it. I want to see I, it. Make it happen. I mean, I just... I'm, I'm, I mean, Marvel, if you could do I anything, I'd do this. I mean, I personally just enjoy Carrie Washington in general. Like back from what was the name of the movie? I think I, I think I hate my wife. I think I love my wife. Eddie Murphy? No, not Eddie Murphy. Um, um, Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that scene where she was laying in bed. I've, I've, I've enjoyed Carrie Washington for a very long time. Um, but nonetheless, like I think no, but I think as an actress, I think you can see it even in what she portrays on Seattle. I think she would be a perfect fit for that for that character, no, especially in this universe, in the way they're telling this series of stories. And I, as, as, a, as a comic book fan in general, I do look forward to a time when we're outside of the everything leads to Thanos. If we can get some... Because I agree with you. I think we need to get to a point where we can have some standalone movies that are its own thing, separate and apart from some overarching story that's being told that you can dive deeper into and stick more closely to the source material because you're not bearing the weight of but we have to tell this Thanos Infinity Gauntlet story. Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, that's a really good concept. So in, um, in, in hopefully what would work out to be a Black Panther 2, mm-hmm. I think we can move along those lines and uh, dive a bit deeper into the aspect of the Panther Gods and all of those kinds of things. And I hope in this movie they tell us exactly why Wakanda became so important. But like I said, there's so much things to cover in this movie and there's so much things 
that's, so many that's easy to get too. right. Yeah, it's it's a lot of things easy to get right. Yeah. My biggest concern, like I keep saying, is persons outside of the realm of this movie that is putting all of their personal hopes and goals into this movie, trying to develop some idea of what black excellence is. Though that that's my problem. The one thing I would say in Marvel's defense is they have been telling all of these stories the way they they've wanted to tell them mm-hmm. from from the beginning. Yeah, and so I think if there's any if there's anybody who would be less willing to bend to the weight and the expectation that it's supposed to be this or it's supposed to be that is Marvel because they tell a story how they feel fit to tell it. And I think that's the one thing I because they told Ragnarok how they wanted to tell it. As much as people were angry about different parts of it, at the end of the day, they do what they want, right? Because they have the cachet to do it. But let Zack Snyder make Superman just a little bit emo. Everybody lose their shit, right? We put a couple tattoos of Joker. Everybody lose their shit, right? Yeah, they did. Okay. But I, you remember emo Spider-Man? In Spider-Man, and I had was, a problem was that with two that. or three? That was, no. That was two. No, that but was two. I think it was, yeah, it was two. Everybody lose that shit. I mean, they did. I just said. But anyway, anyway. Do you remember that dancing on the sidewalk? It was. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. But. Again, for all those, the movie is coming out Friday. There's a early screen, and yeah, I think it's Alpha. The Alpha. Uh, Some sorority. You know, I don't know. This is, I don't. I don't do Greek shit. Uh, shit. I'm sorry, Dolly. Didn't mean that. <laughs> he didn't mean <laughs> that. But there is a pre-screening uh, <laughs> at Gallery up on Thursday. So for those that want to check it out, get in line now. Jump up, get your tickets because they're going fast. Mm-hmm. And there's also, uh, I think Gallery has their first screening on Friday somewhere in the range of 12, 30, 1 o'clock. Probably. So anybody that wants to jump off on their lunch break Friday, go there and get it. I'm encouraging everybody to see this movie at least two times because I think it's going to be epic and it's important to the culture. Yep. So I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm personally probably going to see it Sunday afternoon or Monday night, but... I can't wait that long. That speaks to my whiteness, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this has been Lazarus Frit on the 10th year seniors podcast network. I almost thought you said the wrong name. Anyway, no, like, it's, it's, <laughs> no, it, it is Lazarus Frit. <laughs> so used to doing the <laughs> terrible buckle. Anyway, like, comment, share, subscribe, go watch Black Panther. Do it for the culture.